All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode six of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Welcome to October, people. Well, I guess you're, you're all welcoming me to October, being as though this is my first October show. You guys already been in October for a couple of days. Um, uh, welcome to October. We're here. We got playoff baseball to get through. We, You know, that, that kicked off this week. I'm excited to talk about that. We got a big UFC fight this weekend. Uh, so, you know, we got big NFL games, big college football games. Uh, what else do we have to talk about today? Oh, uh, preseason basketball is, is underway also. And big things to talk about in the NFL. Earl Thomas is done for the year. Jimmy Garoppolo is done for the year. So we got a lot on our plate today for the sixth show of the year and uh, the first one of October. So let's get right to it. All right. On tap for this weekend, we have UFC 229, which can be seen live on pay-per-view. But, you know, it should be a nice card. But, you know, what we're looking for, the main event, the bout for the lightweight championship of the world between Khabib and McGregor. I don't know. McGregor looks more focused this time around. He does look a little more focused. I mean, you know, McGregor is going to be McGregor as far as the press conference that went. But, you know, I'm excited to see the weigh-in and see how he is at the weigh-in. But he seems more focused, you know. And, you know, I think I think McGregor's back. I think he's back. I think he's back after, you know, he had his, his stint with, you know, trying boxing and losing to Floyd. And then, you know, he acted up at the, the UFC event in New York. And, you know, he's, he's had his battles with Dana White as far as fighting for the UFC and everything. But I think McGregor is back. And I think he's focused again and I believe that he will win this fight and come back and reign over the UFC after you know being stripped of his titles and everything I think he'll be back and, and he'll be the king again and I think he wins this fight you know I gotta predict the fight I think he wins this fight in the, mm, hmm, the third round with a knockout third round knockout for McGregor that's how I'm seeing it third round knockout for McGregor and I think he gets he gets back at the top of his throne. And I think we see Conor McGregor back again, ladies and gentlemen. So that's how that's how I see it. Conor McGregor, third round knockout this weekend. I'll be tuned in. I definitely will be tuned in. I'm excited to see it. I'm not really an a, a MMA guy. I'm more of a boxing guy, but I do like McGregor. So in that space, you know, I like McGregor in that space. <laughs> I like McGregor in that space. You know, I'm not so much of a, a McGregor going uh, – over in the boxing realm. No, 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 no. Stay in the cage, bro. Stay in the cage. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely excited about the fight this weekend. And I'm sure me and, you know, my friends will be watching. So I hope you all will be as well. And we can tweet through it. You know, we can tweet through it together as a family. But, um, yeah, I got McGregor with the knockout this weekend. So we had a thriller between the Cubbies and the Rockies on Tuesday night. And the Rockies will come out of that extra innings with a dub. And they won 2-1 to one to go play on against Milwaukee. And then Wednesday night, we had the Yankees take on the Athletics. And the Yankees will get them out of there. And they're going on their way to Boston. Beantown, Boston. Man, shaping up to be a good playoff. Uh, might as well stay in the AL. We got the uh, Red Sox and the Yankees. I believe the Red Sox will take that series. Then we got the Indians and the Strolls. I think the Strolls will win that. I really do. I think Strolls will win that. 
set up for the Red Sox and the Strohs. And then I think the Red Sox will come out of that as well and go to the series. Now on the NL side, we got the Rockies and the Brewers. I believe the, the Brewers will make it out of that. And then we got the Dodgers and the Braves. And the Dodgers are my team to win it all. That's my pick to win it all. I believe the Dodgers, Puig, Kershaw, Manny, I believe those boys are coming. And I think they're going to beat the Braves. And then they're going to go beat the Brewers. And then they're going to beat the Red Sox in six. That's how I'm seeing it. So, you know, just a little baseball talk. You know, I, I believe that the Dodgers are going to win it all. I'm excited for the playoffs, though. I'm excited for the Yankees and the Red Sox series. I think that's going to be the best series that we see out of all the playoffs, mat, playoff matchups uh, this October. I really do believe that these teams know each other very well, and it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. So, yeah, that's all we got for October baseball. You know, we're just getting started. So next week we'll be talking way more about that as the series progresses. Now, there were rumors uh, last summer and during the spring, but those rumors became re- reality and uh, everything came into fruition as HBO did come out and say that they will stop carrying boxing in 2019. Now, <laughs> once on this podcast, I t- we I did break down, was that the first, might have been the first episode that I broke down HBO versus Showtime and why Showtime is the number one network for boxing right now and here we are it's over it's a wrap it's a wrap and it's 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 crazy because i grew up watching hbo for honestly i grew up watching hbo hbo as a kid i liked hbo a lot more like i really did enjoy hbo more um but as i got older you know things changed hbo showtime got better and it became the same to me at a, at a certain point. But then recent years, like past two, three years, it was clear that Showtime was better. And, you know, it's just life, life and business is all about evolution, right? You, if you can't evolve and stay with the times and keep with the times, you will get left behind. And that's exactly what happened to HBO. And it's just like, wow, man, it's, it's crazy to see such a network that was such a staple in the boxing realm just say, we're done with it. It's wild. Like, they, they're not even going to try to fight Showtime because, like, now they can't. And it's a wrap, you know, and it, it, it sad me. But I, it was just like, I was right. <laughs> I was right. I knew I knew that this would happen eventually, but I didn't think it was going to happen this soon. And now you got your, your fighters like Triple G, uh, Canelo, Daniel Jacobs. Uh, who else is over there on uh, HBO? Um, who else? There's a couple other fighters, big fighters over there on HBO. Now they're free agents. More than likely, they'll be a Showtime. Maybe, you know, top rank ESPN had their hands involved. But, you know, it, like I said, it's Showtime's world. And we're just living in it, baby. We are. And, you know, we've seen so many great fights on HBO, the Gotti Ward trilogy. Uh, We saw most of Floyd's come up on HBO uh, with his last fight on HBO being a Victor Ortiz knockout. And then when he spazzed out on Larry Merchant, (laughs) that was his last HBO fight. Um, We saw 
Man, we saw a lot on HBO. I, I think I might, I'm not going to dedicate an entire uh, episode to it, but before the year is out, I'll definitely pay some tribute to HBO Box and do like my top 10 HBO fights. Something like that. Yeah, I think I'll do that. I think that'll be, I think that'll be cool for uh, boxing, my boxing fans. But uh, yeah, HBO, it's a wrap, you know? It's a wrap. And I hate to say I told you so in a situation like this, but I did. I didn't tell you any lies, man. Showtime, it, it, they just, they got with the times and they, they, they outlasted HBO. I guess you could say they went the distance. <laughs> I guess you could say they went the distance and Showtime won the decision. That's who we picked. The fans, the judges, we picked Showtime. Excuse me. Yeah. Showtime won the fight via decision. We picked Showtime. And yeah. So, like I said, we're going to do a, I'm going to do a little HBO dedication segment on Before the Years Out, probably in December. Probably in December I'll do that. But uh, rest in peace, HBO Boxing. It's been one heck of a ride. Okay, I want to get right into this uh, Earl Thomas situation because it's very unfortunate. And it's sad to see such a talented free safety, you know, in the season like that. For those of you, everybody probably knows, but for those of you who don't know or, you know, may not have heard the full thing, uh, Earl Thomas broke his leg, basically, same leg that he'd already had, uh, fracturing against the Cardinals last this past Sunday and ended his season. Now, when you see things like this, you realize and you, you have to understand why players sit out and hold out for a talented guy like Earl Thomas, a guy, a stand-up guy like Earl Thomas, for him to be to be villainized and crucified for protecting himself is crazy. It's wild to think that fans and GMs and coaches and analysts feel like they can talk. No, you really can't, bro. Like GMs, like coaches. GMs, y'all not on the field with him. You're not on the field every Sunday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Monday. Y'all not on the field. You guys aren't on the field. You guys aren't strapping up. You guys aren't putting your bodies on the line every every day. You guys can't. You know, you guys aren't on that field. You guys don't know. You you guys are safe. You guys are safe. These guys aren't safe. These NFL players, these athletes are not safe. Like, anything can happen at any time. It's, a, it's that simple for somebody's season to be ended. Just like Jake Butt. In Denver, he his season's over because you know he he messed something up doing a walkthrough, a walkthrough. So at any point, it could be all over. It could be season ending or career ending, and you have to be secure. You have to be secure. Like Earl Thomas, all pro safety, free safety for the Seahawks, right? He flips off the bench as he's getting carted off. Okay, I don't understand the big outrage of that. That's how he felt in that moment. You can never tell anybody how to feel. You can never tell anybody what to do when they feel a certain way. That's just not right. And I don't care about the kids watching or, you know, oh, it was wrong. And I don't care. That's how he felt in that moment. That's how he felt. Forget them. Forget the Seahawks. I tried to tell you this would happen. And it happened. If I was an NFL player and I knew that I was a top-tier talent and that this team, not they don't need me, but I'm a big part of it, 
and I feel like the organization is undervaluing me, I would I would sit out too. I would. Because pay me. Pay me. This is why I understand Le'Veon's perspective. Le'Veon Bell, for for so many reasons. He is the spark to that Steelers offense, and it's clear. I don't care what running back you put there. You can have another good running back, a good running back, but an above-average, amazing running back, that's not hard, easy. That's not easy to, re- to replace. You know, you're not throwing a screen to James Conner on second and 15 and going into third and four or third and five, you know, making a manageable third down. That's Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is the, is the patient guy who hits the hole after a hesitation. And, you know, that's Le'Veon Bell. He's the game changer. And, he, you know, he said he'll be back uh, during the bye week, but we'll see how that goes. But he has every right to hold out. And, you know, he's he is the example to why guys like Earl Thomas hit out. Because at any time, any point in time, it could be over. So now Earl Thomas has his season ended. He's not playing football. You know, hopefully he bounces back and gets to go somewhere where he's feel, he feels appreciated and he's paid and, you know, he, he's a good fit there. But, you know, to watch him go out like that is sad, man. Because why not? Why why not? Why waste his time? Trade him. Trade him. It's time that y'all, you guys are rebuilding anyway. Trade him. He's the last of the Legion of Boom and arguably was the best out of the Legion of Boom. And that's no disrespect to Cam Chancellor or Richard Sherman, but Earl Thomas was the heart and soul. And it's sad to see. And, you know, it's just funny to watch fans, you know, burn his jersey. I always think it's funny when fans burn jerseys because it's like you bought it. You spent your money on it. Now you're just going to burn it. Like, you know, it's like who's really winning? Who's losing? You are because you're a loser and a dweeb. Um, So that's interesting to me. And it's also interesting to see, like, former players. Like, I saw Chris Carter act like he never played the game of football. Like, he never strapped up. Like, that's crazy. You you guys are supposed to be a brotherhood, man. Like, you guys are supposed to be together. And what happened to Earl Thomas is a travesty, and he's the victim. I don't understand why everybody's trying to make him, like, to be out to be like some villain, bro. No, he's the victim. This isn't right. It's not right. It's not right. He had every right to sit up. Like, we watch these running backs get underpaid or – barely paid or they have to hold out until they get paid that's not that's crazy and then in another sense we see nfl quarterbacks getting paid crazy money and some of them do not deserve it some of them do not deserve those contracts kirk cousins i don't think he deserved what he got they backed up to bring shrunk for him honestly i don't think he deserved that kirk cousins is a good quarterback uh yeah but what's his greatest accomplishment Losing to Aaron Rodgers in the in the wild card game, like, look, it's no knock to Kirk Cousins. He's a good quarterback. He he slings the ball, but he's not. He I don't think he was worth that. Uh, Sam Bradford has been robbing the NFL blind since he came into the league, robbing them blind. What? How is Sam Bradford making that bread? What has he done? How many forty touchdown seasons has he had? How many playoff wins does he have? How many one uh, single-digit interception seasons does he have? How many Super, win- Super Bowl rings does he have? Little to none, <laughs> you know? But we got to watch Le'Veon basically beg to get paid. And, you know, we, we watch these safeties and defensive players barely get paid. 
but we're watching NFL quarterbacks get money and most of them don't like, you know, they don't deserve it. And another thing that people are missing, a point that people are missing, there is life after football. I hope people understand that there is life after football. And a lot of these athletes are not on that field by themselves. If, if you know what I'm saying, they're not playing for themselves. They got mouths to feed, bills to pay, mortgage. You know what I'm saying? And the bills don't stop. The bills don't stop after you retire and put your cleats and helmet up. The bills don't stop. The bills keep coming. So, oh, yeah, I want all my money while I'm here. Oh, yeah, I need that. I need that extension. I need that. I need that. <laughs> I need that money while I'm here. If I was an NFL player, yes, I want all of my bread. I want it all. I don't care. I want it all because that's where I'm going to be selfish. Now, you get now on Sundays, you get me on the field, you get me in meetings, you get me in practice. I'm a team guy. But when it comes to the money, I want that. I'm selfish in that aspect. But to tell somebody they're not a team player or they're selfish, I mean, they're not, yeah, they're not a team player because they're choosing the money, bro. You can't say that. You're not in that position. Oh, he's making millions. So what? He needs more. He needs more. Why not? I don't get it. If, if you, you, you at your job, I know some people cry for a raise. I've been in positions where I wanted a raise and felt like I may have needed a raise. But, yes, yeah. I would, if I could, I would have held out my, my last job. I'd have been like, nah, I'm cool on this. I'll come in when y'all pay me more. But I don't, I didn't, you know, we don't have that luxury. Athletes had that luxury and they deserve to use it. You feel what I'm saying? They're out there every week, their bodies on the line. At any point in time, their money can be stopped because of an injury. Because once you, you're, you're injured, you're done, you're, they're moving on. You know what I'm saying? Somebody else is next. There's always the next man up. And when in that sensitive role, man, you need your break. And that's all I got to say about it. You need your bread. It's very unfortunate what happened to Earl Thomas. I hope he bounces back, and I hope he lands on his feet when he gets back. And, you know, I, I just wish that everyone would understand and think logically, man, because it's not fair to the players. It's really not. It's not fair at all. And, uh, you know, get, get well soon, Earl Thomas. All right. We're four weeks in, one quarter of the season down, three to go in the NFL. And here are our division leaders in the AFC East. The Dolphins sit at top at three and one. And let me say something. Um, the Dolphins didn't do what I said they were supposed to do, which is go over to Foxborough and win that ball game. And therefore, it's a wrap for them. Edelman's back this week. Edelman's back tonight against the Colts. And they got Gordon. Gronk's, Gronk should be playing. And it's, you know, Brady's dancing to Kodak Black. He's dancing to Migos. Hey, man, I try to tell you, leave that man alone, all right? Leave him alone. And, you know, the Patriots will be on top sooner than, you know, sooner than later. They will be on top soon, very soon. Uh, the AFC West, the Chiefs sit atop at the Wild Wild West at 4-0. and oh. The Chiefs are for real. The Chiefs are for real, but their defense isn't. Their defense is not for real, and that's, that's going to be their downfall. That will be their downfall. Their defense is not for real. Thank God for their offense, but their defense is not for real, man. And that's why I can't say they're the best team in football. I can't, you know, their defense is not, no, 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 no. Their defense is not it at all. 
uh, sticking in the AFC, the AFC North. The Bengals, three and one, sit the top of the division, and the Ravens are right there. The Ravens are right there. It looked like it might be a two, a two horse race. It might be. I don't know. The Ravens look good against Pittsburgh the other night. They did. They look strong. They did. They look strong. I don't know. We know how the Bengals are. We know how the Bengals are. But we're going to see. But right now, it looks like it might be a two-horse race. Um, so I'm excited to see how that pans out as we move through October. Uh, down in the south, the Titans are 3-1, and one, sitting in the top first place. And the Jags are right behind them. One Another two-horse race right there. The, the Texans and the Colts, they, they can't get it together right now. They can't get it together. Now let's shift things over to the NFC. The NFC East, the uh, Red Sox, uh, the, Red, <laughs> the Red Sox are skins. The Redskins were on a buy this past week, but they're back this weekend, and uh, they're sitting atop the NFC East at two and one. Uh, that division is getting interesting, as the you know the Eagles don't look strong as they as they should. Uh, the Cowboys are trying to make things happen, but the Giants are just out of it, bro. The Giants have so much going wrong for them. I, mm, Sad. Uh, the NFC West. The Rams are four and zero, number one in the division, number one in the conference, and number one in the NFL. The Rams are the best team in football. I'm convinced. That defense is scary, and that offense is just yo, bro. They move the ball so easily. They made the Vikings, who have a solid defense, last Thursday night. They made them look like a wreck team. Like Goff and Coop, bro. Shout out to first of all, shout out to my guy Cooper Cup for the for the big fantasy points. Got me my nice a nice dub and moved me to two and two back in the fifth place. I'm back in the playoff race now. But uh yeah, the Rams are for real. Goff, Gurley, Cooper, uh that defense is solid. All right. Those boys are coming. Shout out to Sean McVay. Best coach in football. Uh, sticking in the NFC, of course, the North, the North, NFC North, uh, the Bears, the Bears, Khalil Mack, Mitch Trubisky, and the Bears, the Bears are in first place at three and one right now, and the Packers are right behind them at two, one and one, and then, you know, we got the Vikings at one, two and one, and the Lions are one and three, you know, uh, the Vikings, excuse me, the Packers and Lions play this weekend. Uh, so that should be an interesting divisional game, but that's the, that's how it's shaping up right now. Then now and there in the South, the Saints are in first place at three and one, and I believe they're going to come out of that division. I be, I think I picked them to win that division. Yeah, I, I did at the beginning of the season before the season started. I did say the uh, the Saints will be on a, a war path, and you know they look like it. You know Drew Brees is playing out of his mind. He's about to break another record, and uh, you know oh oh god. Speaking of the NFC South, it looks like Fitzmagic has run out. Oh, that was fun while it lasted. I enjoyed it. I really did. But Jameis, is, Jameis should be back this week. They said he'll be starting this weekend. Um, oh, excuse me, next week. Yeah, because the Bucks are on a bye this week. So next week, Jameis will be back after the bye. But Fitzmagic has run out. Those boys got destroyed. <sighs> That's so sad. And then the Atlanta Falcons are in last place at one and three. I told you guys the Falcons weren't for real, bro. I told you guys the Falcons are just – they're not the same. And I don't think anybody in the NFC should be scared of them at all. I don't care where you are. I don't care if you have to go to Atlanta. 
it's not even scary to play there anymore. So yeah, the Falcons are not yeah they're not what they used to be. Nobody's scared. Nobody should be fearful of the Falcons. But through four weeks of football, it seems like in the AFC, the Chiefs are trying to become the powerhouse, even though their defense is not stout. And then in the NFC, it's the Rams, the Showtime Rams. They're back. L.A. is rocking, baby. L.A. is rocking. LeBron's LeBron's in L.A. Uh, YG was at the game going cra- crazy. Oh, excuse me, brazy. Um, so, yeah, bro, that, that's how it's shaping up throughout the first quarter of football. But um, it's been an interesting four weeks. You know, we, we've seen Pat Mahomes rise to stardom and that Chiefs team just rise, you know, to the top of the AFC. We've seen, you know, Rodgers and Brady haven't put up their big numbers yet, but, you know, I'm sure that'll come. Drew Brees has been slinging it and winning ball games. And, you know, the Browns, we thought they had to figure it out, but mm, I don't know. Uh, who else is going on? The Ravens. The Ravens have proved that the, what did Weddle say? We not the we're not the same Ravens. He tried to tell us we didn't we didn't want to believe him, but I believe him. I believe him when he said it. I believe him. The Ravens are not the same. You know, I'm excited to see how they they continue throughout you know this month of October. Um, uh, yeah, but you know that's that's how the divisions are shaping up through the first four weeks. Uh, after this, we know. Let's get into some picks. Might as well flow right into it. Let's get into some picks. Okay, let's get into the week five pick four. Let's see. Uh, The four games I'm interested in this weekend, like most interested in this weekend, would have to be start off with the Packers and Lions. It's a division game in Detroit. And, uh, you know, the Packers are coming off of a shutout victory over the Bills. Uh, but the offense didn't perform that well. The offense did not perform that well, but the defense uh, showed up. And even Rodgers said, you know, he has to play better and the offense as a whole has to play better. He also said that the defense played like a team that could win a championship, but the offense didn't. So this week, I think the Packers bounced back offensively against the, uh, a depressed Lions defense. And... uh I see the Packers coming out of that uh, game with a W. Another game that I'm interested in, oh, the Jags and the Chiefs. That's the game to watch for me because Mahomes and that uh, Kansas City offense was tested against the Broncos. That was a, that, They played a good defense in the Broncos. They played a good defense. Uh, Andy Reid drew up a lot of – bro, he drew up a lot of great schemes, plays. Like, they looked good, but – the Broncos defense gave them a run for sure. And I think this is their biggest test right here. Uh, Jalen Ramsey and the boys coming in hot. And I think, I believe that the Jags hand the Chiefs their first L this week. Uh, another game that I'm interested in seeing this weekend. Uh, the third game. I'm, oh, mm, the Vikings and the Eagles. The rematch of the NFC title game. Now, the last time that these two played, it was a blowout. It was a blowout, and I don't think it's going to be that way this time. I think Kirk Cousins comes in to Philly and avenges, you know, not his loss, but the Vikings' loss uh, and their fans. You know, I think they get that W in Philly. And the last game that I'm interested in seeing is the Ravens and Browns. It's a a divisional matchup in Cleveland. It is Baker's second start, and he's going to face a – way tougher defense than he just uh faced in Oakland and I think the Ravens the Ravens come out of this with a strong W and you know try to take over the 
number one spot in AFC North. So that is the pick four for week five in the NFL. Yes, indeed. LeBron looked great in purple and gold. And uh, the Lakers look like they're going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. And Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder are on their press one, press run right now. And that's pretty entertaining. I can't wait for the fight. Um, what else? Oh, not sports related, but Lil Wayne is the GOAT. Greatest of all time. Carter Five album of the year. If you ain't heard it, you better hear it. You dig it? Great album. <laughs> great album, boy. Great album. You feel me? You feel me? I'm, I'm waiting to do my uproar challenge. Uh, <laughs> definitely got to get on that. Um, what else? What else? Who else? Oh, uh, the show has a Twitter now. You can follow the show on Electrified Pod at Electrified Pod on Twitter. And uh, I mean, it'll be mostly like drops as far as the show goes, like dropping the show. And then I'll be tweeting like during games and sporting events, of course. So, like, if you want to see me there, then, yeah, meet me there. Follow, please. Give, help me get my followers up. Feel me? Retweet some stuff. You know, like, don't don't leave me out there in the cold. Don't, my, the account only got 10 followers right now. Come, come help a brother out. You feel me? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, nah, that's all I got for y'all this week, man. Uh, I'll be back next week, same time. Maybe? I'll see about that. I'll let you know if it's, if it's going to be the same time. But I'll definitely be back next week. Uh, next Thursday for episode seven. But with that being said, I'm Eric Lyons and you have just been electrified.